Hello guys, and welcome back to Relevant Founders, brought to you by Relevant Software. Relevant is an international software development company that designs, builds, and delivers world-class standard products for Fortune 500 companies and promising startups. Today, guys, we've got with me the next guest, Martin, co-founder and CEO at Timit. How did you come up with the company name, Timit? What does it stand for? Yeah, we, we pronounce it Timit, and it comes from the idea of actually getting at the core of what the solution is that is able allowing you enable you to time the way you pay for your purchase so it's kind of like playing that trick and you see some people actually call it timid some people call it time it but the moment they realize what it is it creates this i don't know fun moment where oh yeah now well, it makes sense honestly I'm, I'm personally a believer that you don't need a great name to build a company, um, but you know if it's something that inspires you, something that you know you you like, um, you, if you can tell a story around it, it certainly can help. I mean, it definitely makes more sense time it, yeah, than Tim it. Tell me, you did mention there that you're not a big believer, obviously, in the, the the name of the company. Some people spend so much time thinking about the name of their company. Is it a waste of time when they spend so much time, or is it just something that you know you just need to get on with the job? Well, I think that, that question is connected to, I think, what, what really is needed to be successful when you run a business. And I think one of the most important things are that you're passionate about what you're doing. Uh, you're passionate about your product. You're passionate about your brand. You're passionate about um, the purpose. Uh, whatever it is, you need to be passionate about it. Because it's, you know, it's, it's a rough road. It's a pretty rough road. And, and if you have, don't have that passion somewhere, um, it's unlikely that you're going to succeed. You're going to more likely to give up. So coming back to the name, if again, if the name is something that inspires you, builds on that passion, it's a way for you to communicate what you're doing. Um, it's a way to bring it up in parties and in conversations with customers, then, then, then great. It's, it's a lot better that it's something like that, that something dull doesn't, doesn't mean anything, obviously. But in itself, a fantastic name will not build a company for you. It's just, a, just another piece. Why is now the time for Time It? Why is now the time for Time It to be alive? Yeah, I mean, that, now it's the perfect time because um, when um, I decided to start the company, I saw the problem of lack of transparency and controlling credit cards and people actually using the product a lot. If you think about it, it's one of the most widely used financial services product in the world. In the UK, more than 30 million people use it regularly, a product that hasn't really evolved from the 90s. It's crazy, right? Um, so you have that going on. Then you have other forms of um, borrowing or lending, whatever you want to call it like my now pay later, also coming into play, in a way, trying to fix some of the problems that credit cards have around lack of control, lack of transparency. Um, but we don't think that by now pay later gets into the full answer, because even though they may solve part of the problem, they also create some other problems you know, as well, which we can, we can talk about. So there is kind of this tension in the market, I think, around um, in, in financial services in particular, where every experience in financial services has been recreated. Um, you know, the amazing things that 
that the, the Monzos and Revoluts have done mm -hmm. in banking to recreate banking experiences. I think lending, you know, it's still lagging behind and we, there isn't, I don't think we've seen yet lending experience emerge. So these, these things, it's, it's very much there to be solved. You know, how is consumer lending um, going to be like, you know, in the next um, 10 years? How is that solution going to look like? There's so much to solve and figure out that it's, it's and now is the right moment to come in into market with something that gets to what customers needs, that fills the gaps that, that these products I was mentioning are, are leaving in the market. Martin, you said that, that you really do think that lending is still lagging behind. Why is it lagging behind? What is, what is the reason for this? Well, because we see specific problems with the most prominent lending solutions. Again, if you look at the credit card, um, you have people, if you speak to a credit card user and um, you're speaking to people that not just use the credit cards for earning you know, rewards or paying in full, but use them really to get more time to pay back. Mm -hmm. The experience is horrible. They, so people would actually be reluctant to recognize that they're actually not paying their bills in full. And they're feeling that they're doing something irresponsible. They're teaching their kids not to use credit cards. Um, they have no sense of how much it's costing them. They're very frustrated about mm -hmm. the spiraling costs of debt, how they're being charged fees and interest and interest. And there's so many pain points there. Yet it's probably the most widely used um, lending products. Then you look at other uh, products out there, like buy now, buy later, where you know the you it's very difficult to use buy now, buy later um, everywhere all the time. You know you you end up making having to make payments to different providers at different times. Mm -hmm. These things are being pushed onto you um, at point of sale, and you end up taking them probably too many of them because you're lured in by, by the easiness of doing that, but there isn't really a tool that helps you manage your debt and sustainably over time. So, you know, all these payments are there and there isn't, you know, a solution that solves all these problems that, you know, that you can use it everywhere that is responsible, that is affordable, at least that it allows you to make the right trade-offs, right? Do, do I want to finance this? Yes or no? You'll have to go through a lot of pain to get financing for this. Um, well, it, you should get into enough pain that it's not too easy, but it shouldn't be too hard either. So mm -hmm. there, there needs to be a balance there. It needs to be fully compliant. So making sure that customers are going to be treated fairly. So ticking all those boxes, I don't think we've seen a solution that, that it does. And that's what we are working on. You know, we're, we're, that's why we put all our effort in making sure that we tick as many of those boxes as we can. When was it you had this eureka moment where you thought, this is it, this is going to work, this is going to take off? Well, I, I yes. So that point was, I was in New York. I was doing work for the largest credit card issuer in the world. We were doing a large scale research, speaking to thousands and thousands of credit card customers and personal loan customers. So mm -hmm. customers that would have cards, but also would take personal loans. And I got my hands into the results, part of the results of that research that was showing something that to me was mind blowing um, at that time. So there were um, a bunch of people, lots of them, that were going through a lot of pain to get a personal loan of something like $1,000. So they would be walking into a branch 
um, get a paper form. This was 2017, huh? so it's not too long ago. And um, they would fill out a paper form, they would submit it, they would wait for a week to get a decision to get $1,000 at roughly 25% APR um, to buy something, maybe go on a trip, or it's a small purchase. We were wondering why are they not using a credit card? They, most of them had a credit card in their pocket. So what we went on and we went and speak, speak to them. Why are you not using your credit card and you're choosing to go into all this pain to get that money for the basically the same rate you get on your credit card? And the top one answer was because if I do it on a personal loan, I have a plan to pay back. I know what I'm getting into. I know that I pay this stream of payments. There's not going to be any surprises. I know how much it's costing me. If I put it on my credit card, however, I have no idea. I'm afraid that's just going to take out of control. I have no idea how that balance is going to compute against what I already have there, how the interest is going to get calculated. How am I going to get out of it? I'm not just afraid that, you know, in two, three months' time, I'm going to have to be sitting on a on more debt than I'm willing to pay. Mm -hmm. So they were going through all that pain just to get a plan to pay back and an actual view into the costs of that. And the, this reason was by far the, 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 the top uh, reason why this was happening. So to me, that was, there's clearly an opportunity here. How do you go from one job to another when you have to basically put in 40 hours in this one and 100 hours in, you know, the startup that you're doing? How do you do that? Yeah, I was putting more like 80 hours on my on my current job. <laughs> um, yeah, well, it was actually, it's all about motivation, right? You know, for me, I did not have kids at the time. I was single. Um, I had a lot of time, personal time outside of work was fully available to me. So I, I used that. So I would do it on weekends. I would do it on, you know, on, on nights over the week. But to me, it was a it was a passion. So I would definitely, you know, it's it's you know, I would do that instead of you know going for a run or doing something else that you know that otherwise I would be doing. Mm -hmm. But at the time, um, at least at that moment in time, it made a lot of sense to me because I was very very motivated, very attracted to the idea of exploring the opportunities. So it felt like you know time very well spent. But it's all about priorities. You know, you just you just allocate it into your schedule if you feel that, you know, that's something that, that you want to do. What did it cost you? What has this success cost you? I don't mean money-wise. I don't mean financially. Maybe it has. But I mean, with every success comes some sacrifice in a certain area of your life. What has it cost you? And what did you have to put to the side in order to bring this up? Because I guess that was a one, two-year journey to get to where you were kind of then able to really say goodbye to that job, hello to this job. So I think one of the things to understand is when you're starting your own business and running your own business in an early stage startup, um, it requires a lot of you. So it, it's, it, it takes your full attention. Um, so you gotta, you gotta have almost, you know, you gotta be almost obsessed with it and, and explore every angle, every thought that comes through your head. You gotta evaluate it, consider it. Um, there's lots to do, which means that um, that's going to take time, and effort, and focus away from from other things. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's you got to be ready for that. So definitely, you know, uh, it's going to take time away from 
family, from friends, from hobbies, from sports. Uh, it's just, it's, I mean, there's, there's no way, at least no way that I can see it, uh, that you could sort of, you know, run a, a startup um, as you would um, just, you know, be on a job, at, you know, 40 hours per week. It just, it's not, it, it doesn't work. So that's this going to require a lot of extra effort. So it does take a toll a bit on, you know, on, uh, on your personal life. So that's why I always say, you know, one of the first things you want to do if you want to jump into into this is it's not just your own decision. You know, if if you are in a relationship with someone, then definitely it's a joint decision because you're going to need the support of that person next to you. So uh, the the very first thing, and this was following advice from a friend of mine that started his own business. Um, the first thing I did when I when I finally decided, okay, I'm doing this. I'm going to quit and I'm going to start this company is I spoke to my girlfriend at the time and said, look, um, I want to do this. What do you think? Because this has got to be something we both do, not just me, because you're going to feel it. Um, and, and again, if you don't have that support next to you, uh, it's going to be even more hard. So it's, it's, uh, it's something that you, you, you have to take on consciously that, you know, the other areas of your life will definitely We'll have to, you know, suffer if you if you want to have what it takes, to, you know, to to make a business successful. It, it, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. So it's um it's, and, and and on top of that, yes, we had to also, and once we had something that worked, um, we we started dialogues with the with the FCA to let them know what we were planning to do. Interesting, yeah. I mean, a lot of fun. You know, those those difficult moments for you were a lot of fun, which is exactly how you want it to oh, be. Yeah. I mean, that, it has to be like that. And to me, it was this this saved me? You know, I, I was feeling a little bit empty on my previous job. I liked it. It was great. It was, you know, basically one of the best companies in the world to work for. Um, but I just felt too detached from um, the customer, and I wanted just wanted to build something. I just wanted to build a product that made people's lives better, and that felt really rewarding, very real. You know, instead of a building something that that people can use and, and, um, and live their, their lives with. It's just, it's really amazing. So that the prospects of doing that, like when I was in my, in my job, that feels, felt like a dream. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden it was becoming real. Um, yeah, it kept us going, my brother and I. It's just, a, it's sort of a, the, that motivation, you know, that, that, that you want, that purpose that you want to, that you want to pursue to keep you going because, yeah, at the same time you're doing this, you've got your friends progressing their careers, getting promoted, earning bonuses, and life, you know, keeps moving. And you're there, you know, in a, in a small room with, you know, four or five people and no salary and, um, and, and doing this. Um, so you got to have a really good reason to put yourself in that situation. What has been the difficulties in in doing this and how how was your journey doing this i guess that was a a long process not something that's straightforward at all how did you go about doing it yeah so it's very interesting because if i you know uh, the other day i was looking at the first slide i created for the initial conversations when i moved from new york to london to join my brother and start time and started having conversations with investors and advisors and i created this slide with a vision and the vision was we're gonna we're going to stand up this technology company that is going to create the most amazing installment experience in the credit card. Mm. We're there at the middle, and we're going to connect banks and we're going to connect merchants 
into this product. Because we all know the challenges of distributing. We can leverage the merchants' brands and distribution. We, we banks already have a lot of underwriting power. Why don't we just focus on the technology and, and then partner with these institutions? And the feedback I got back then was this vision is too hard. You know, if you want to get funded, you're going to have to jump this into faces, right? You're going to have to go and and go out and build something that is smaller and get to the proof points and scale it to that vision. So we said, okay, fine. You know, we're not going to partner with merchants. Okay, we re remove that complexity. We're not going to partner with banks. We're going to do the lending ourselves. And we're just going to focus on the middle. And we're going to create this, you know, first installment credit card. And mm -hmm. we're going to prove that this, this is an amazing lending experience. And then, and then once we prove that, then we'll, you know, evolve into, into partnering. What did you do to study? What is, better question, what has been the one piece of material, book or something that has given you the most direction in order to use, to build your company? Has there been something like this? Yeah, I didn't get my inspiration from a book, to be honest. Um, it was more from practical experience. I think the number one thing that is most useful is speaking to customers. I know this is going to sound cliche, and but I honestly, to me, it was it was the, it was the most valuable thing. It was actually getting into that insight of what is really happening, um, what is wrong, how can that be improved. Um, understanding how to ask the questions correctly, mm -hmm. um, you're getting clean data, clean insights. It's it's not only useful because of informing what needs to be done uh, to create something that solves the problem, but also to build the confidence in you and um, build these unique insights that you need to build your company on. And you, you need that. I don't think you're going to get those insights from, from the book. Your book can give you frameworks and methodologies and, and, and all of that, but you do, you do need to get to a point where you have a clear insight that nobody has. Um, so that insight can come from many places. In my case, it came from, from speaking to customers to really understand what was going on. Some of the, 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 the patterns and the realities of what's happening are hard to read on published data. And, so, and you don't need to speak to a lot of them. You know, it's, it's um, you know, some people say you need to speak to 100 customers, could be, but, you know, by the time you speak to 20 or 30, um, you already have a good perspective on what's happening, and then you got to continue. Um, but to me, that was the, the most important point, particularly, you know, at the, at, at the beginning, understand people's lives, understand um, what the gap is, and help you in that exercise of visualizing what the solution could be. Hey guys, it's me again. If you enjoyed this episode of the show, be sure to press the thumbs up button below. And also while you're there, hit subscribe. Otherwise you can miss out on all of our interesting content we've got coming your way in the near future. Okay guys, take care and see you soon.